Unity of Farmington Hills, a powerful path for spiritual living.
Good morning, Unity of Farmington Hills. Good morning. We are so glad you're with us. Welcome to everyone, especially our new members. Yes. I am Donna Opoka, and I'll be sharing the announcements. Today is Membership Sunday. You can still participate in our membership ceremony if you haven't filled out a membership form. To officially become a member, you just need to go on the website, unityfh.com, and go under About Us and fill out the form. And basically, the form is just saying, yes, I want to be a member. <laughs> There's no hoops to run through, no, no classes to take, no, no tests. <laughs> So please join us for fellowship and refreshments after service to welcome and celebrate our new members. The women's group meets today at 12 p.m. in the social hall for a healing crystal singing bowl meditation facilitated by our own Joanna Reynolds. You are welcome to bring your own singing bowls if you have them, a pillow, a blanket, anything that makes you feel comfortable. And men are also welcome. There is still time to donate for our Thanksgiving food drive if you didn't bring any food today with you. The last days to donate are Tuesday from 11.30 to 1 and 4 to 5.30 p.m. and Wednesday from 4 to 6 p.m. Let's help the Children's Church provide Thanksgiving meals for families in need. There are collection bins near the front entrance and flyers with more details on the counter in the lobby. The men's group is meeting for breakfast on Saturday, November 19th at 10 o'clock at the Bomber Restaurant in Ypsilanti on East Michigan Avenue. And then they're going to the Yankee Air Museum at Willow Run Airport. For more details, please see Dennis Opoka. And all men are welcome. We are having a town hall meeting on Sunday, November 20th at the social, in the social hall at 11.30 a.m. to discuss plans for our community, our finances, and details about our launch for our new capital campaign fund and to answer any of your questions. Eileen Lindbergh is our prayer chaplain for today. She will be available to pray with you after service here in the sanctuary near the patio doors. To stay abreast of all that's going on at UFH, please visit our website, unityfh.com. Check out our Facebook page or read through our weekly newsletter, which is emailed out every Friday. And now, as the music team sings, I behold the Christ. Let us prepare our hearts and our minds to radiate our love for the membership ceremony.
I am Reverend Kelly Kincaid, the senior minister here at Unity of Farmington Hills, and I'm excited about our new member ceremony, our membership ceremony that we are about to um, commence with. Um, those of you who are interested in being new members, can you please come forth, stand up and come on down. Come, come on down. <laughs> yep, right down here in the front. Yeah, we can clap. You can have a seat. Um, there's seats right here, too. And just come on down. Um, and as we, as they're easing their way down, um, I want us to go ahead and affirm, as the, those of us who are members here, our conviction as Unity of Farmington Hills members by, so join me in stating our vision, mission, and values as, as a responsive reading. So your part will show up on the screen, and my part will show up on the screen. So I will begin. Our vision, Unity of Farmington Hills is a spiritual community centered, wait a minute, uh-uh. Before we start anything, we pray. Let's gently close our eyes, take a deep breath. Center in spirit, within your heart, radiating a presence of love, peace, and the presence of God. There was a song that sang, I behold the Christ in you as we began this service. And Lord, we not only behold the Christ in each other, we affirm the Christ in this sanctuary. The transcendence of your presence revolves around us all. We're swimming in that vibration, that energy. We're living in it, moving in it, and having our being in it right now. We understand and know and affirm that you are the only power and the only presence that is active in our lives and in the universe. The only power and only presence active in our lives and in the universe. God the good omnipotent. And as we open our hearts up as a congregation, to receive, embrace, and accept new members into our spiritual community who have already been a part of our family. We're just making it official right now. We celebrate with our hearts open, knowing that our affirmation, our growth affirmation is working, that our hearts, our intention, our vision, and our mission is working, that your presence is emanating in us so powerfully that we're radiating that love and light out into the world and generating a welcome for others to come. And so we open ourselves up deeply for this beautiful, sacred ceremony. God, this is sacred to commit yourself to a spiritual community. And we thank you, God. We thank you, God. We thank you, God, for this beautiful opportunity to stand in your presence and welcome our new members. 
In the mighty name and nature of that indwelling Christ, we pray. And so it is. Amen. Now I feel better. I'm like, why am I off kilter? <laughs> but good morning, everybody. And welcome to our new members ceremony. I am so excited to welcome those of you who are joining our spiritual community officially. You're already part of our hearts and our family, I'm just saying. So as we do this, we're going to do our responsive reading of affirming our vision, our mission, and our values. And I will begin. And as I said, your part as a congregation will show up on the screen. Unity of Farmington Hills is a spiritual community centered in God, gathered together to co-create a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world. Our mission, we teach and inspire all to experience joy and abundance and to practice sacred service. Our mission shapes our today. Our vision prepares us for tomorrow. We prepare for tomorrow when we remember our values. Our value, uh, uh, values. At Unity of Farmington Hills, we live by these values. We are welcoming. We are spirit-filled. We are diverse. We are loving. And we are empowering. Until one is committed, there is hesitancy, the chance to draw back, always ineffective, concerning all acts of initiative and creation, there is one elementary truth, the ignorance of which kills countless ideas and splendid plans, that the moment one definitely commits oneself, then providence moves to a whole stream of events issues from one decision, raising one's favor, raising in one's favor all manner of unforeseen incidences meetings and material assistance, which one person could ha not have dreamed have come their way. And I truly believe that. And so I ask the members to, to stand, those who would like, the new members would like, come on down, come on and stand in front. You can keep your six foot distancing if you want. And then those of you online also, I, I would ask you to stand as well. And we're gonna do this virtually, you're part of this as well. And as you have committed by coming forth and demonstrating, with, by coming forth and standing, what I'd like you all to do is to go ahead and state the membership, the new membership commitment together. I now make a commitment. excited. <laughs> ah, I've developed a, deep, developed a deep respect for the couplet by Johann Wolfgang von Goethe. That's a mouthful. <laughs> he said, whatever you can do or dream you can be, begin it. Boldness has genius, power, and magic in it. We acknowledge your boldness, your courage, and your ability to step forth choosing to become a member of Unity of Farmington Hills. And we celebrate you with open, um, open arms and open hearts. And we thank you so much for being a part of this spiritual community, for coming forth and officially affirming and committing to this. And we celebrate you all. And so now what we're going to do 
is we're going to do our unity blessing. Rub your hands together. Can you all turn towards the congregation, please? And I want to ask um, our prayer chaplains to come up and stand on the side and our members, our board members, to come up and stand next to me. <clears throat> uh, Bonnie McNamara, I know you can't come. Oh, you can come? Okay. You're coming? All right. She's a coming. She just had surgery, so she's moving slowly, but she's coming. And the prayer chaplains are holding the sacred space, and the board members are holding the sacred space, holding you up from behind as our congregation holds you up in the front with the spirit of love. So let's go ahead and affirm our new members by blessing them with our unity blessing. Together, we love you, we bless you, we appreciate you, and we behold the Christ in you. Let's give them a hand. And uh, I'd like you to face me again. Let me just uh, affirm something for you all. Um, thank you for your commitment today. Um, and Donna, I do want you to stay up here because I want to just introduce you. As senior minister of, our, of Unity of Farmington Hills, it is an honor and a privilege on behalf of the membership here to receive you as active members of this church. Congratulations to you all and welcome to our spiritual community. I am honored to be your new minister, and God bless you all. I just wanted you to know that our president Michael, uh, of our board is Michael Berry, and then we have the vice president, um, Eileen Lindbergh. Sharon uh, Clace is our youth and, uh, ministry direct, uh, youth and family ministry director. I am tongue-tied today. And then we have Donna Opoka, who's our secretary. We have Faith Brower, who's our treasurer. And then Roxanne um, Lindbergh, I mean, uh, man, am I tongue-tied today. Ro I'm not marrying Roxanne to you. <laughs> Roxanne Berry is our keeper of the faith, and we have um, Bonnie McNamara as one of our board members, and then Angela Pearson, who isn't here today as well. So we just wanted to celebrate you all and thank you all for joining our church. Amen? Amen. Okay. Before you leave, I want you to take a stone. This stone represents, thank you, prayer chaplains, that's what they came. And um, can you hold the carnations? Take a stone, and I want you to put it in the, this is, represents our spiritual community. And as you put it in, you add your unique shape and foundation and commitment to this beautiful, one, one day it's going to be bigger, y'all. <laughs> so you can add it, add your stone, and then take a carnation, and then go to your seat. You want to go that way? All righty. Thank you. Thank you. And Nicholas, can you play a little something while they're... So we don't have dead air. Thank you, thank you. And then you can go to your seat. Yes, you can clap. Now you're mingled in with our group. to 
go from here? It all used to seem so clear. I'm finding I can't do this on my own. I don't know where to go from here. As long as I know that you are near, I'm done fighting. I'm finally letting go. I will trust in you. You never failed before. I will trust in you. If there's a road I should walk, help me find it. And if I need to be still, give me peace for the moment. Whatever your will, whatever your will, can you help me find it? Can you help me find it? Giving you fear and you give faith. Giving you doubt, you give me grace For every step, I've never been alone Even when it hurts, you have your way Even in the valley, I will say With every breath, you've never let me go And I will wait for you You never failed before
Am I the only one who's ever been lost in my life? Anyone else been lost before? That song sums up everything that was in my heart when I felt lost. And even now, you know what comforts me? Especially when I was little and I heard this. When Jesus had his moment of temptation and feeling lost, and he said it himself that his soul was tormented to death, that he was right there at the midst of that temptation of feeling lost and deeply troubled in his heart. The heart represents your consciousness, that inner part of you. That he would have his moments made me feel okay having my moments. And even walking this road, I, there's some of you who've been on this road for a long time and you're really centered in yourself and you may have your moments, but it can shake you deeply, you know? And so to ask, can you help me find it? That, that's really powerful. I, I, I love how God always finds the perfect songs, the perfect message when I feel like I'm lost. This, this whole week, it's like, what do I talk about? There's no connection to it. The pieces are there like puzzle pieces, you know, that are shaken up in the box. And I know all the, the peak parameters and everything of what we're going to talk about. But putting it together in a talk to present to you all, you know, it's like coming up and being an actor or something, you know, doing something, move and touch people's hearts. And sometimes you forget as a minister that it's not your job to touch and move people's hearts. God uses you to do that. You can be your imperfect, mess up self. And in God's perfection, God will bring it all together and show a perfect glow through you. If you let God, that God will empty out everything that's blocking you from being a full vessel, even in your feeling weakness and, and seeming uh, uh, confusion. God will find a way to show you God's presence is right there. And that song, I'm telling you, it ministered to my heart deeply. So I thank the ministry, ministry, us, the music ministry really deeply. And I can tell I'm really full with spirit because I'm tongue-tied. And I'm usually not a loss for words. <laughs> In case you hadn't noticed, <laughs> those of you who've been around me, talking is one of my favorite things to do. Howard asked me the other day, what is one of your hobbies? I'm realizing talking is one of my hobbies. <laughs> And I enjoy talking, especially when it's teaching about, preaching about, testimony about God. I love doing that. That's my most favorite funny testimony, uh, uh, hobby. Oh, Howard raised his hand. I testify to that. He hears me talking all the time. Oh, and I hear him talking, too, even when he's not. In his mind, he'll be talking. I know he's talking because he moves his hand. He pantomimes when he's talking, even when he's talking to himself. So I'm like, you're over there talking to yourself, driving to work today. He's like, yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So he's a perfect match for me. He talks in his mind, and I talk out loud. <laughs> ah, so today, we're moving into another parable. We've been studying the parables. 
And somehow God's going to bring this parable in with New Members Sunday, with Membership Sunday. God always brings the pieces together. I just need to move out of the way. And so what I'm going to do is go ahead and read the scriptures that we are going to be studying today, diving into today. And, and then we'll, go, we'll let God do what God do. So I'm kind of, <laughs> I usually, <laughs> I was trying not to laugh because <laughs> I always laugh when I say that, but <laughs> faith got me started, <laughs> which isn't a bad thing because I love to laugh. That's another of my favorite pastimes is laughing. And you all are hilarious, so it's a perfect combination, I'm telling you. <laughs> so I'm reading from Luke chapter 11, and this is verse 24 through 26, and the title of this uh, parable is the empty house. And so the title of my talk today is the power of an empty house. And we're going to go into how is there power in an empty house, like for real, for real. We're going to go into that. So let that ponder and let that work itself in your consciousness as a question for us to answer through this talk today. Luke chapter 11, verse 24 through 26. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. And feel free to bring your Bibles. It's, it's, it's an amazing thing to bring your Bibles or pull them up on your phone. When an evil spirit leaves a person, it goes into the desert searching for rest. But if I, when it finds none, it says, I will return to the person I came from. So it returns and finds that the, its former home is all swept and in order. Then the spirit finds seven more spirits, more evil than itself, and they all enter the person and live there. And so that person is worse off than before. Let me just uh, center myself. God, I let go, and I let you move in a mighty way inside of me. I am your voice box, but you are the voice. My heart is open. I release all that I think I know, think I've studied, and let the human decrease, that the spirit may increase. I thank you, God, for this message before it's even been delivered. Use me, God. Thank you, God. Amen. So this is powerful to me as I was studying this because it says when an evil spirit leaves a person, and I was wondering, you know, what in, in unity in this, in metaphysical, what does it mean? Because, you know, an evil spirit, there's another name in other translations. It says unclean spirit. Um, and even before Jesus goes into this parable, what happened was that he had already healed and cleared people of some demons who were inside of them. And one person in particular, in the earlier part of this chapter, he had healed of a demon, and they stopped him from speaking, and he was able to speak again. It wasn't me, I promise you, because I never had a lock on my mouth. <laughs> but when he did that, the religious leaders were questioning him and saying, oh, of course he can, of course he can take out the, the clear these spirits, because he is being guided by Satan. And in some translations, it's called Beelzebub, uh, um, which is a Greek translation for Satan. And it's interesting because Jesus knows how, still now, I'm not saying Jesus knew because Jesus' spirit is still amongst us, but Jesus knows how to hit you right where it counts, how to get, you, how to get your attention. He's like, okay, so if I am Satan and I'm casting out demons, what about those among you who are, do exorcisms as well? 
They're going to be mad at you because you're saying the same thing about them. But one thing I love that Jesus says, in um, verse 20, he says, but if I am casting out demons by the power of God, and in some translations it says the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has arrived among us. He also says, for when a strong man is fully armed and guards, let me read it from here because uh, I want to take it with me. Fully armed, got to find where I was, and guards his palace, his possessions are safe until someone even stronger attacks and empowers him, strips him of his weapons, and carries off his belongings. He goes on to say in verse 23, anyone who isn't with me opposes me, and anyone who isn't working with me is actually working against me. Now, this is powerful. How does this connect? Because as they are asking him these questions and talking to him, and after he says this, that's when he goes into this parable about the empty house. And so let's connect these dots. It's powerful because he definitely gave the energy where the energy was due. He said, it wasn't me. It's not me casting out these de demons or e evil spirits. And evil just represents living backwards. It's that which is the, uh, the demonstrating the opposite of God, the opposite of love, the opposite of oneness, the opposite of the spiritual principles and truth of God. Amen? Amen. So anybody who is quote-unquote acting evil, all they're doing is living backwards. Metaphysically, that's what it means. It's living in a way that is not expressing the presence of God within you. That's not acknowledging, affirming the presence of God within you or anyone else in this world. And there are, there are a lot of people still now who do that. You're like, woo-wee, this person is, uh, I don't know what was in that person or where they woke up. When you woke up on the wrong side of the bed, by the way, and you have an attitude, that's, that somehow in there can be demonstrating an evil spirit, which means you're living backwards because you are not in alignment with the presence of God that you are. That's what that means. However, when you are aligned with God, God's presence is there. Anytime you shift some form of consciousness out of lack, out of limitation, out of separation, out of a feeling of darkness, and out of a feeling of loss and confusion, you've shifted an evil spirit and exercised yourself because you've taken that energy of consciousness, you've taken those thoughts, that vibration, you've transmuted it into the truth of God. God's kingdom is everywhere present. When Jesus said, he said that uh, God's kingdom has arrived among them. What really he's saying is God's kingdom is acknowledged and affirmed and exercised and created and manifested, co-manifested among them. Does that make sense? So what Jesus did when he cleared the demon or, re or reminded the person of who they were, that they can speak in their power, that throat chakra, speak their truth, is clear the house, which is this parable of unclean spirits or evil spirits. How do you do that? Like, how do you do that? And how is an empty house powerful? Like, for real, when you think about it. There's one thing that Jesus always said that we have to stand on. He said, it is your faith that's made you whole. It is your faith that has made you whole. Literally, it is your shift in consciousness to the presence of God instead of what seems to be real is what makes you whole. And what that really means is it brings you back 
to your original state of mind. We are perfect, whole, and complete. That's just the truth about us. You are fully human and fully spirit all at the same time. You are perfect, whole, and complete. And anytime your life is demonstrating opposite than that, you are looking at it, you are demonstrating that from a wrong, from an uh, inappropriate and in error-based, false-based consciousness. Does that make sense to everybody? So there's a principle that we have in unity that can be used to clear out your house. Does anybody have an idea what that is? The fourth unity principle, through prayer and meditation. Now, we have been studying this over and over and over again, and I'm going to keep on saying this. The kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven are distinct and a little bit have a nuance between them. The kingdom of God is the presence of God within you, but it will not manifest on its highest vibration if you are not thinking, being, feeling, and acting on your highest vibration. It will take the power that you are and use it in whichever state of consciousness you're in. If you're in a lower state of consciousness, you will demonstrate abundantly a lower state of presentation and manifestation. Does that make sense? That will be the evil spirits among us. If you're in a higher state of consciousness, that power that is God will demonstrate in that high vibration. We have permission to give God power, to show God's power in our life. You have permission to demonstrate that. You are the presence of God, given permission by the presence of God to demonstrate in and through the presence of God however you see fit. Does that make sense to everybody? You got some power. I mean, some sweet business power. And we tend to use it without intention and unconsciously. Even in the moments where we're not thinking about anything, we're going against the presence of God because we're not demonstrating the presence of God. Jesus says, those who are opposed me are against me. Anytime you're thinking outside of the consciousness of God, thinking low, <clears throat> plan is small, you are against the consciousness inside of you. And Jesus was not talking about his human self. He was talking about the Christ in you. We are created to play it big. We are created to demonstrate the highest and best. You are the cream of the crop. Are you demonstrating it? If you are not demonstrating it, you are opposing and blaspheming the Christ in you. That's serious. If your life, when you look at your life, is not manifesting in a way that you want it to, that you desire, that feels right inside of you, if you are not fully self-expressed, if you're having something go on in your life and you feel like you need to minimize yourself, you are opposing the Christ within. And even when you're not thinking about God and you're not doing anything, you're just idle, you're not demonstrating on the highest vibration, you are still opposing the Christ in you. Does that make sense? This is an everyday, minute by minute, up close and personal, serious relationship with God in every single thing you do. When you go to pay your bills, you're having a relationship with your finances. That's an expression of God. If you're looking at it in a way that you're worried, you're creating a lower vibration that will manifest as an evil spirit. How? Worry, doubt, Concern, 
All of those things is a vibration. The spirit is the energy that you generate through your thinking, your speaking, your feeling, and your believing, and even your actions. Does that make sense? Now, in, uni in Unity of Farmington Hills, we had a period where there was a friction between two groups. And not a bad thing, just is what it is. Pitting against each other. That was an evil spirit energy because there was disharmony there. Does that make sense? When the church split, it seemed like a bad thing, but it wasn't. It was the most powerful thing that could happen because both sides could go into their own home and generate their own vibration in alignment with the Christ within them. Does that make sense? And so the remnant that was left here to cross over into our promised land together to make 25 years this year together, it, it moved into a consciousness of cleaning house. Am I, am I, am I accurate in that? Amen. Redirecting and changing where you were going to go in your direction. Am I, am I accurate in that? Yes. Creating some new ideas on what it is you truly want in your life and in the, in the consciousness of the spiritual community. Am I, am I accurate with that? But the other church did the same thing and started generating their own home and cleaning out their own home because even though they were starting something new, they had to let go of their baggage from when they were connected here and having a friction with us in order to start something new with them. They had to clean out their house in order to start something more powerful there. Amen? Amen. That's the same thing we did here. Now, we started off, which I love what you did, Faith. You had Judy Grimes come in and help you. Sometimes you need some help outside in order to redirect you inside. Amen? Amen. They had to go inside and take a, a, a real inventory of where they wanted to go next and how, how, far, how far and what they wanted to, to create in their life. And that is your vision. And I love if you go online and you go under About Us, there is some information even deeper than what we read here about our vision. Because your vision is who you are, who we are in this very moment. Can you play that, uh, show that, Howard, that uh, the vision that says who we are? Yes, that, no, go back to the vision, yes. So our vision is who we are in this very moment. And this is what we said we are. Can you go to the next one? Centered in God, we co-create a loving and compassionate, spirit-filled world. We say that um, in our growth affirmation. We say that in, a lot, in everything that we affirm because that is our focus on demonstrating who we are as a spiritual community. But I want to challenge you to go deeper than that. I want to challenge you to be that in your individual life, not just when you're up in this house because this house represents the, we represent this house. And in my family, we are silly, but we are focused in God. So you meet one of us, you meet all of us. When we demonstrate this as individual expressions of God, being centered in God, which means you got to do that fourth unity principle of praying, meditating, and sitting with God and having a deep relationship with God where you love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and all of your strength. And you will never hear me not say that again because that is the centered in God aspect that you are. Amen? Amen? 
And so now with the vision, the vision is who we are, and it prepares us for tomorrow. But then we go into, you guys created your mission. And we said this again, but I want us to ground this in as a new group because we just had new members who we've accepted into our fold, and together we're going to go forth affirming these as individuals and as a group. Amen? So our mission is what we are doing to achieve our vision. And one of the things that I love and celebrate about this year, this 25th anniversary year, our board president Michael said that he wanted to have more outreach this year to kick off our next 25 years. And we have been humping it, I'm telling y'all. <laughs> Do you see the smoke coming out of my ears? Out my body? And the rest of the smoke coming out for the rest of us who are working. And I'm promising you, the board members and those who are here who are always doing it, we cannot do it on our own. I welcome you all who are new members to come in and dive in where you see yourself fit, connect with us, find a way to let your light shine so brightly that everybody in Unity of Farmington Hills and outside of Unity of Farmington Hills knows and sees and feels your presence. Amen? Amen. But you can't do it unless you're doing it. You got to do it in order to be doing it. I'm just saying. Are you doing it? And so at Unity Farmington Hills, we said that our mission is we are a loving and vibrant spiritual community. We teach and inspire all to experience joy and abundance and to practice sacred service. But we don't just do, we don't do it by demonstrating it, by teaching it, talking to you. We do it through our actions. Our actions and our deeds demonstrate that. And I promise you, I am not a minister that just sits by the sidelines. Y'all know that. I'm in the trenches with you. I would never ask you to do anything that I wouldn't do myself, even wash the toilets. I sent uh, Matthew a text the other day. I changed the soap in the bathroom, in the women's bathroom, so you don't have to, because I will be there right there with you. I'm generating this just the same as you are. I'm not asking you to do anything that I wouldn't want to do as well. So co-creating a loving and, 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 and compassionate, spirit-filled world, and we teach that experience of joy and sacred service, and we have demonstrated some huge things through this church. I mean, to raise $5,776 for the Equal Justice Initiative, that's some sweet business. Last year, we sent out 50, uh, 50, over 50 boxes to Thanksgiving but for families to Thanksgiving food drive. That's some sweet business. <laughs> this year, we had over 400 children come through for our trunk or treat. That's some sweet business, and the line was out there. <laughs> we are making our mark by being a mark in the consciousness of God in the consciousness of who we are. We're demonstrating it by clearing out inside of our consciousness any dark areas within this spiritual community, but I want you to take it on as your own commitment to yourself as well, to flush out any part of you that is a darkness energy, because as you empty out your house and usher in the spirit of God, there nothing can come and knock down that stronghold of the person at the door. You got the Holy Spirit at your consciousness, blocking and proving that you are one with God, amen? 
And I ask you to usher it in and ignite it and let it blow up and guard your house so that your house stays empty and clean and nothing can come back in. You know what reminded me when I read this? I thought about people who are alcoholics or addicted to things, that when they go into recovery and they, what do they call it, um, they break that recovery, that it is even worse. But any connection that we have to the human world is the same thing. You get all caught up in it even worse than before. Think about times when you were upset about something and then a couple of weeks later you think about it. You're way madder than you were when it first happened. And then you tell everybody and their mama about it all over again as if it, well, when did that happen? Two years ago? What? You've ushered in that spirit and stronger spirits in that lower vibration. Take your power and use it wisely. You are the power that God is here to demonstrate in this world, but God gives you permission on how God's going to demonstrate. So then the next piece that we do is we go in through our values. Your values are the things that you believe in. It is how you live your life, what we live by. And our values, I love what we have on here, is the first value, we're spirit-filled. And what that means is we are centered in God through our thoughts, words, and actions. We encourage spirit rising to co-create a world that benefits all, not just ourselves. You can't be one with others if you keep it to yourself. Spirit-filled means spirit-led, means spirit-expressed. Amen? Amen? And then the next one, we are empowering, and they're up on the side too. Who made these again? Laurel. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we got some sweet business up in this place. Y'all some talented folks up in here. Empowering, we remember and teach those who are inspiring each other to do and be all we can be. And that's what we do up in here. We know our oneness with the divine. We embrace and empower others to be the same. And we move into that by loving each other, which is the next value. We walk in love, esteeming and delighting in one another, celebrating each other. Even in your weaknesses, we speak your truth and celebrate your spirit and your, and your strength inside of you. Don't come to me with a weakness and, don't, and not expect me to bless it. Because I will. You can't stand a pity party with me. And I invite you not to let me stand a pity party with you, because sometimes I go there. We know our oneness with the divine, and we be that expression. We let God, who is love, guide our lives. And then we go into being diverse. Now, if you look around this church, those of you who were remnants here, let me ask you a question. Those of you who were here when the church split, is it diverse now, even more than it was before? Can, can, can we affirm that a little bit? Um, <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, yes. Yes, it is, yeah. Reverend Kelly, yes, it is. Can, can, we, can we affirm it a little bit louder with some, like you're proud of it? Yes. Are we more diverse? Yes. Which means that all people are created with a sacred worth. That's how we create people. We practice inclusiveness to promote greater understanding among people in a spirit of community. I know I'm saying this all over again, but it needs to be said because if you live it, you keep your house empty and you manifest the power of the spirit of God within that house. Amen? Yeah. And what do I mean empty? You empty out and keep emptied out the lower vibrational thoughts, 
beliefs, feelings, and ideas that block you from being a bright light in the presence of God. You are a bright light. I am a bright light in the presence of God. Together, I am a bright light in the presence of God. Woo, I'm feeling, ugh. And then the last one, we're welcoming. We offer opportunities to make friends after service and in classes, small groups and activities. We know welcoming is about relationships and lessons in humbleness. I'll say that again. We know that welcoming is about relationships and a lesson in humbleness. We do not try to force our way of seeing on each other. We let each other shine your light your own way because we honor the way the spirit in you created you. We celebrate the way your light shines in its unique glow. My daddy says from the beginning of time to the end of time, there will only be one you. And I celebrate that in each and every one of you, that from the beginning of time to the end of time, there will only be one you. I'm grateful to have you in my life, even if you just passed through, because somehow your light has touched me and ignited something inside of me that's made me even better than I was before you came into my life. And I hope to be that to you all. I hope to be that to you all. And so I hope to be that to you. Our, our vision prepares us for tomorrow, but our mission shapes our today. And through our mission, and our, uh, we move into our values, which prepare our lives for a more powerful expression of the higher quality of life that we're meant to be. You're not meant to be rinky-dink. You're meant to be out playing the game. You're not to be hiding behind the scenes. Unless that's part of your thing, because if you're meant to be a supporter, you're going to be the best support ever. My daddy um, talked about how powerful my mother was, how intelligent my mother was, how loving my mother was, and still is. She, she passed on uh, in 2005, but her presence still lives on in us. And one of the things that my mom gave my dad for Valentine's Day one year, was the song, The Wind Beneath My Wings. And it made him cry because he thought she was the power and the strength in the relationship and the love in the relationship because she, she had a heart. She has a heart that's so big. But my mother said my father gave her a place to be that. She grew up in a dysfunctional family with an alcoholic father, which she was the rescuer. She had no place to fall apart on her own. And she had no place to find out who she was to be a light and shine and, and to fly herself. And because of my father being in her life and crea creating that space for her, she, was, she, she stood in her power. She overcame her weaknesses. And she moved into flying, but she knew that my father was the vibration that was the wind beneath her wings. But it goes bigger than that. It was the spirit of my father demonstrating through him to be the wind beneath her wings. And it was the spirit in her heart, the spirit of God within her, that demonstrated that compassion in him and that desire in him to want to see that smile on her face for the rest of his life by being the wind beneath her wings. And I'm saying today, I'm saying today that as we acknowledge God as the presence and the power and the spirit that is the wind beneath our wings, and if we stay aligned to that consciousness, 
We keep our house empty of all darkness and all lower vibration that even if it comes to knock at our door, which is a temptation, we will not open that door and let it in. As a matter of fact, it won't get closer than how far we say it can get close because we're standing in the Holy Spirit and we put the Holy Spirit at the guard of that front door. Amen? Amen. Develop your relationship with God. These values, these, our mission, our values, and our, our uh, vision, mission, and values. They're there for a reason, but they can only work powerfully if each individual does it themselves. So I encourage you, I challenge you, and I invite you to stand in it. And if you want to get it again, go online, unityfh.com. Go under About Us. It's right there. All of that is right there. Be about, be, oh, my God. I was about to say, be about being about God's business. And I remember when my sister passed away, it was a Saturday night, and I, e I texted Michael and I said, I may not be able to stay for the fellowship because my sister just passed away. And Michael said, you know, you can stay at home and we'll have a music Sunday. And I said, I gotta be about my father's business. And he said, you are your father's business. And that touched me deeply. And I say that to each and every one of you. You are your father's business. Father represents the absolute in you, not a physical father. The absolute presence that can never change in you. I ask you to join me, even if you are just visiting today. I ask you to join me in being about your father's business. Open up your hearts, which is the subconscious part of your consciousness. Go deep. Move into a deep relationship with God. And if you've got a deep relationship with God, you are infinite. You can go deeper. Solidify that relationship. Have a strong presence of God inside of you, that you may be a strong presence of God outside of you. Ask God how God wants to use you and give God permission to use you and be the vibration that can co-create a loving and compassionate, spirit-filled world inside of you first. And then within the world and the spiritual community, and let's go out as strong components of God and be the presence of it out in the world that nobody has to wonder what unity of Farmington Hills is all about because they see it in your actions. Amen? Amen? I'm done. Thank you. Now, we don't usually refer as this, but I think all of you agree that that was a sermon we heard today. It's not a message. She was preaching from the highest level, and uh, we appreciate you very, very much. So that was wonderful. All right, ready? One, two, three, four.
And I'm right there with you. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for every way that you tithe of your time, your talent, your treasure, and your presence by being here. Some of you can't do a lot, but you pray for us. Thank you, thank you, and thank you. Let's stand up. I'm going to do it differently. I'm a creature of habit, but sometimes I got to follow spirit. Um, how do I want to do this? Can I have the singers come down in front for me, please? And I'll turn where I can be with you all, too, because this is going to be a lot for you to come up. Hold your hands out, everybody, to me, please. Rub your hands together and hold your hands out. Face me. Those of you who are aligned, know that the spirit in me is touching you, too. Gently close your eyes and hold your hands out and open your hearts and minds to hear this prayer from God, the presence in me touching the presence in you, that the light of God surrounds you, the love of God enfolds you, the power of God protects you, and the presence of God watches over you wherever you are. I'm going to say it again three more, uh, two more times. Wherever you are, wherever you are, God is and all is well. Know this, feel this. I ask God, why is my presence so big? So that I can share with everyone who comes into my presence. And yours is too, so I'm mingling with you all. Receive my love. Those of you who are new members, we are embraced by you, and you embrace us, and we embrace you together. Meet us downstairs if you can so we can celebrate you. I love you, love you, love you all. Let's go ahead and do our peace song. Well, I guess you got to come back up, person. Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but would still like to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page, unityfh.com donate.